0: So, Lee Anderson, the deputy chairman of the Conservative Party, recently said that if migrants don't like the barges, then they should F off to France. And Rishi Sunak and the Conservative Party are now backing Lee Anderson's comments with people appearing on LBC and much, much more. Diane Abbott has just been accused of exploiting a tragedy in a now deleted tweet where she basically manipulates what people said about migrants in kind of almost like a weird endorsement for a shipwreck of migrants dying absolutely crazy scenes and today in oxford street there was a mob of young people being absolutely reckless destroying things robbing stores attacking people assaulting police officers and much much more but ladies and gentlemen we are joined by face who's been on the show many times he's pulled through once again it's kjg do you want to give a little introduction about who you are and what you're about
1: Sure, so um, as many of you will know, I'm Cole, uh, often known as KJG on the internet, and um, I'm a young Conservative, I do lots of campaigning with my local MP, I have my queries and you know, uh, quirks about the national government, which I'm sure we'll talk about today, um, but yeah, very excited to be on the show, thanks, thanks for again. for coming
0: on, absolute legend, pulling through again, unbelievable stuff, I said the same thing last time, but you did it again, because I had to yeah. talk about this stuff, And had some issues with guests. But starting off talking about the Tory rift after Rishi Sunak backs Lee Anderson over the migrant F-word slur. So coming in from The Independent, probably the worst possible newspaper to talk about this issue. Because they couldn't be less impartial if you tried. But the independents say that Rishi Sunak has been warned against turning the Conservative Party into the even nastier party after he backed his deputy chairman, telling migrants who don't want to live here on the barge they should fuck off back to France. Number 10 defended Lee Anderson, but his words were met with horror by many in the party, unnerved by the lurch to the right on immigration. Tories, MPs, branded him a fascist who is peddling cheap populism. Dominic Grieve, the ex-attorney general, who was the Conservative MP for Beaksfield in Buckminster for more than two decades, told The Independent that such foul language would turn off floating voters and risk making the Tories the even nastier party. So, as a fellow young Conservative KJG, what are your thoughts of this? Because we are seeing a serious shift where the Prime Minister is officially backing him saying that, Lee Anderson. Now, people could agree with him, disagree with him, we'll go into what our views are. But it's a massive shift, like a serious shift. So, what are your thoughts as someone who's actually a member of the party?
1: Yeah, I, I'm actually quite um, shocked. I think that's very, very bold move from Downing Street and from many members of the the cabinet. You know, the Justice Secretary um, also backed back to the, the the wording. Um, you know, I, I'm 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 quite shocked that they they've actually said it in that way um you know there are ways to say things like that which is sort of you know might be more 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 appropriate and you know less less harsh um but we'll talk about that in a moment um yeah i'm i'm quite shocked it's it's quite new news to me because um obviously you know as i've said i've just got back um yeah i i'm quite shocked that that was the the statement from both the deputy chairman of the party and now the prime minister and the justice secretary and many more backing it
0: yeah, it's it's really, really weird. And when he said that, National Front was trending on Twitter and people were saying, like, what's the difference type thing? And there is definitely a difference, but, I like, I will say exactly what I think. And personally, I think it's shocking language. He shouldn't have said that because, one, there's not many positives that can come out of it. If you want to solve this issue, then focus on policies, policy changes, what you can do, stopping the boats, all this. But what positives is it actually going to have to say, Fuck off to a bunch of people. It's only gonna have implications. It's only gonna incite things. It's only gonna enrage people. And yeah, I know people are frustrated about people coming over, whatever your view is on that. But to use language like that, it you know, you've got to be honest, it does take you back to certain times in history where people did say, you know, fuck off home type thing. And I know people say, Well, France is a safe country, but say France is a safe country. I don't think saying, you know, fuck off back to France is doing doing any positives and interestingly with the barges a lot of the polling shows the public are actually in support of it in the way that they support i think there's a recent poll 70 percent said it's like good accommodation and the sun which is probably the worst newspaper to quote did, did a piece where they actually said that the first two immigrants who went on board i believe actually did say they liked it so there is a you know, there there is a more nuanced approach to this. It's not simply here's a barge; it's an absolute shithole. This is abuse. This is the worst thing ever. Um, Or or like the other thing because oh, we're just having some too. All good. There we go. Um, it's it's not just a black and white because um, like there's oil refinery people who are on barges and stuff. But I guess like as a conservative, what wh- how do you feel about the shift in your party towards immigration because? You know, the the Tories have been speaking about trying to cut immigration for ages, trying to stop the boats, but they're going harder now. It's like one of their number one focus. What's your view as a young person and as a conservative?
1: I think, well, that's, you know, very much an open question. Um, I think, you know, I'm going to be totally honest, and that is that our, our immigration policy in the past being, you know, the Rwanda plan that was really quite pushed harder Then you know, that got shut down by, you know, one of the highest courts that there is, Um, got shut down by, you know, pressure groups, the public, nobody liked it, it was going to cost too much. Um, You know, it, it was, you know, against human rights, calling to the court. It wasn't very good. We've had a shuffle up of Westminster with loads of Home Secretaries in the last however however many years. Um, so that obviously hasn't helped. Um, so the way in which we've gone about it in previous years was, was we didn't really focus too much on it. We said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we realise it's an issue. Give us a few years. Then the Rwanda plan comes along and that's when we really start seeing it ramped up as, as an issue. And then it's now on five priorities, stop the boat. it's been number five. Um, and now we've had this sort of cataclysmic change over 24 hours where people are, are now screaming left, right and centre about it. I think it, I do, I'm, I'm not on board with, you know, the choice of wording. I'm not on board with, um, you know, many things that Lee Anderson says myself, to be honest but it's an issue i'm not going to deny it's not an issue uh, i think every immigration minister every mp and every, almost everyone will probably tell you it's an issue but how we've gone about it especially over the last year has been has been for a lack of a better word disgraceful I'm not gonna provide a better option because I'm 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 not an expert. I you know, I haven't got the budget in front of me. Um got an allocation of where I want money to go. But the way we've gone about it is is horrendous.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. They haven't really delivered what they've actually wanted, which is stopping the boats. And it's like the rhetoric increases but the actions kind of don't. And now there's people saying they're scared of water to go on the boat. Now there is a question, you just went on a digging are you that afraid of water? I mean, people do have serious, like, issues, don't they? Like, mental health concerns. And, our, you know, if there's someone is seriously scared of water, then fair enough. I mean, personally, I disagree with the barges and the stuff. And also, there was and I'm i not sure who was interviewed, but they asked him, is this going to be cheaper? And he didn't even defensively say yes. He just said, well, in the long run, Yeah. Or like, yeah, probably. Like The fact that there's not even a clear, concise thing that this will be cheaper from the baseline is like, what the hell are you doing then? If this isn't seriously cheaper and you know definitively, why are you pushing this? Now, I think in the long run it will be cheaper, but the fact that there's that kind of, I don't know, um, I don't know, floppiness to to the policies that they're actually doing, and it's a broader thing about Lee Anderson, who is a deputy chairman now, like what are the Conservative Party actually becoming? Because I covered a story a while back of Lee Anderson. He took a picture with a National Front member. I don't know if you saw the story a while ago. And I, I defended him then because I said he didn't know. Any, it could have been anyone. And now he comes out and says this. you got to wonder. You do have to wonder, you know. And he's not apologised. He, he went on Farage and said, I'm not apologising at all. I stand by what I said. And you could say you stand by the emphasis of what you said, but to literally say, I completely support saying, fuck off back to France. And people could say, well, it's a safe country. Yeah, it is a safe country. But the the key thing is, what are you saying and why are you saying it? You might think that, but to say that in public eye, what what are the implications of that?
1: No, I I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, It's okay if you want to stand by the rhetoric of what you're saying, um perhaps rephrase it and you know um tell us why you rephrased it fine but if you just now you know one of the highest people in the conservative party has just gone oh yeah mate fuck off back to france yeah it's ludicrous really it it really is um because not only is that going to make loads of mps conservative mps who are more uh, who you know don't agree with, don't agree with with that at all, and certainly don't agree with the rhetoric. That's going to turn them. Um, just when we're starting to get a little bit of um, alignment, a little bit of you know solidarity within the party, it's going to churn things up all over again, and it's not going to make us look any better to the public apart from that tiny tiny sliver who agree with the wording of lee anderson sure a great a greater proportion of the public might agree with stopping the boats is an issue but i guarantee none of them will say or very few of them will will agree with f off back to france like it's not (laughs) going to make us look any better
0: Mm, yeah I, i completely agree and it's not even that it's the fact that he he said fuck off like famously with polling people hate when politicians swear and stuff so even just the fact no matter what he said it would put people off and you got the normies vote because there will be people who will be on the right more on the right right of things who will be definitely like this rhetoric and like what he's saying but what uh, yeah i guess for me it's like the the kind of argument i constantly do battle with myself throughout everything left or right wing is it's like so you've got to kind of straw manage, stretch out what someone's saying. He's saying, fuck off, back to France. He's saying, stop the boats. He's saying all this stuff. If you get someone who's a legit, you know, national front, Britain first, whatever, person, the, with Lee Anderson, what actually differentiates him? I mean, what actually... Apart, I guess the only thing would be he's not saying white people.
1: Yeah, yeah, no... I- it would be it's hard to distinguish you know i mean you take things to an extreme level like this and then people go oh hold on a minute and start drawing up those comparisons um which you know are scarily scarily accurate um yeah
0: yeah it's disturbing and i'm just to make this clear because there's a lot of right wingers who also listen to Shire, and i'm not i'm not like kind of pandering to them, but i do want to make this clear because i will say exactly what i believe if you agree with me or disagree with me to people listening right now i'm not saying that everyone wants to stop the bows everyone who supports the barges everyone who really thinks there's a massive issue is some sort of national front racist i'm not saying that at all but i'm saying if you have a certain rhetoric and you're c- c- constantly perpetuating things even to the extreme degree and you've had pictures with national front mem- you- members and then to that extent and you've just peddled this so much and then this comes out and you're still sticking by it what actually differentiates you between them and these people it's like i would say the same thing if there's some sort of like woke segregation thing in a university i'd say what is the actual difference between that and a white supremacist that there isn't much because they both agree racial segregation that's that's the borderline with it so moving forward what do you think the general election coming into this is going to look like because I guess the Tories are trying to polarise the UK, fair to say. They're going for this issue. They want polarisation because without it, I mean, they're going to be doing absolutely terrible. they gave, they're now given in to the strikes, uh, which they were trying to play hardball and strongman. They've cost all this money and time and resources. Now they're even given in. They're, the NHS is in absolute crisis. You know, inflation, we've got high interest rates. What? Going into this election, do you think they're just grasping at complete straws? I spoke about before, but is this, are they just going to keep on going even, like, can they even go harder on immigration right now in this situation? They're going to have to do something massive if this doesn't really galvanise people to actually support them. Like, if they don't go up in the polls after this very polarising thing, which is said, then this isn't going to win in the election, is it?
1: Well, look, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to deal with the strike thing first. You know, we've given the, the pay rise at the independent pay review bodies that was appropriate. Six percent thereabout for the majority of sectors. You know, I think, you know, we can draw a line. You know, the prime minister said that that was the very much maximum uh, negotiation. Whether, you know, some members of the cabinet have said, well, strikes don't work and then they do uh, whatever. <laughs> So we can put that to the side. Um, it, I think we're going to see uh, a general election, um, or, you know, sometime next year. Um, it'll be an interesting one because I think that uh, the campaigning that we will have to do is going to have to be very much. Here's the view. This is it. This is, you know, as you're going to have to go really, really far, hard and far, as, as as possible, really, because with this, this isn't going to win us popularity points. I don't think we're going to go up in the polls after this. If anything, Reform UK will put something out saying, oh, whatever, rubbish, they didn't mean it, this, that and the other. They'll go up a bit. We will probably come down a bit and lose some of our mid-range supporters. Um, it'll be an interesting election. It'll be an interesting election. Um, whether we'll win, mm, that's, you know, another conversation it's an interesting election i think we'll ha- we'll see some things said by the conservative party in westminster who um y- you know which will resonate with some claw some back but will really really not resonate with others and push that away whether we'll get net negative or net positive we'll have to see so that's why it's important i stick to what i'm doing on a on a local level and try and get my local mp re-elected next year
0: yeah that well, I agree with you that You should focus on your own own constituent bit of lovely local gov, like government, what it's about type thing. And it's an interesting point about the greater thing because the to- conservative party, David Cameron, gay marriage, like they are quite a progressive party. Like when you look at Europe, the conservative party are unrecognisable from actual right wing politics. Now all of a sudden they're legitimately right wing party, um, and the policies they're pushing are right wing. Well, I guess not actually now, not really. Policies more socially, they're very, they're becoming very right wing, and all of a sudden, they got this kind of progressive subset of conservatives. And it's like, hang on, I support this party for progressive values, but also kind of a tad of traditionalism. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know small c government, you know, like that type of thing. And now they're boom, they're this, so they're gonna lose so many people. I'm just wondering, is, is their rhetoric gonna somehow move people because that's the only thing they can do. Persuade people through their rhetoric because they're not going to naturally gain voters. If this was a natural thing, like natural demographics of people with natural views, this is now in the coffin. They've just shot themselves in the foot completely. The question is, can they move people more to the right? And like that's the kind of thing. I I, and I don't think that will be the case. But absolutely crazy stories. So Dine Abbott, talking of immigration, accused of exploiting a tragedy and now deleted tweet over migrant deaths. So, Dianne has been accused of exploiting the deaths of 41 migrants in a shipwreck off Italy And a now-deleted tweet about the tragedy. The MP for North Hackney and Stoke N- Newton, who is currently suspended from the Parliamentary Labour Party, tweeted a link to an article about the deaths earlier today and wrote, These migrants have indeed fucked off to the bottom of the sea. Basically, parodying Lee Anderson, are basically him endorsed, kind of acting like he endorsed this these people to die which is an interesting take but the bottom line is what the hell is she doing the amount of stuff she's put on her twitter she had the anti-semitic stuff like who is her PR team I don't know but what are your
1: thoughts yeah look I get what she was trying to say kind of I think she was trying to hint at we need to do more to stop deaths or I, I you know that's my best guess from what she was writing um yeah, complete wrong thing to say. Not the way to put forward an argument at all. Um, very insensitive. But you know, Diane Abbott has said many things which have been weird and rubbish before now. So, uh, am I surprised? Well, I mean, I'm surprised with all of today's news. But you know, if it's going to come from anyone, Diane Abbott would be would be up there.
0: Mm, indeed, and. Like, it's, I don't know who controls the Twitter. It's just, what, how does she keep on making these mistakes? It's unbelievable. I do feel for a bit, because I, even though I don't like her, she has voted for some good things, like she voted against the extension of lockdown, freedom gay, giving rights back and stuff. It's <laughs> true. Won't go down that rabbit hole, which she do every single episode, which, yeah, so won't go down that. But... Yeah, like, it is crazy. We've got Diane Abbott kind of mocking Lee Anderson of endorsing 41 migrants dying. We've got Lee Anderson, deputy chairman, of the Conservative Party saying for migrants to fuck off back to France. Like, politics right now is truly nuts in the UK. And then we've got what's happening in America of Trump. I mean, and he's like, He's more popular than he's ever been within the GOP, and he's almost definitely going to be arrested, which means he's almost definitely going to run from prison. But he's not going to Dwayne support. Like, oh my goodness, like crazy stuff. Because I went on a retreat and I came back to this stuff as well, and it's just bonkers seeing all of this. What, like, yeah, I mean, like, what do you think in the short term? The I kind of already said it, but what do you think the future of the Conservative Party is like? To 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 people your age who are young conservatives, what do they think about what's going on with immigration? Because there must be a lot of people tuning out right now.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's it's difficult to say. Look, the, I mean, short term Conservative Party, i you know, despite what these MPs will tell you, I think we'll see a Conservative loss at the next election. Whether that'll be a devastating loss, so much as Labour get a majority, not sure or whether we'll see a coalition, not sure. I think it will be quite the miracle if we win marginals in the next election and win any of the red wall seats. But, look, I think with, you'll ask, you know, there's many young conservatives about, some of whom are, you know, are as right-wing as some of the far-righters in the party, and some of whom are like myself and more sort of centralist and... Um, Uh, you know you'll have some in between so it it will depend um, who you ask really the general consensus among my age group though with anything politics no matter if there's anything interesting going on or not is I don't know and I don't care so yeah Cole I'll listen to you tell me a bit about it um, but I don't really care so I try my best to remain impartial with things um, when I educate people but yeah I don't think we'll see a, a bright future until we have a new Conservative Party in Westminster. I mean, currently, you know, there's there's some great people in government, some great people who will be leaving government. You know, Ben Wallace is going to resign as, as an MP, devastated. Um, you know, there's 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 loads of MPs who are who've, who've had enough. they they're going from the Conservative Party. Um, we'll see a new Conservative Party. Um, you know, as soon as next year, we'll have to see. If we'll have a new leader, you know, there'll be there'll be massive changes. For the better, for the worse. It'll be for the better for the party, but it'll be worse for the country because it'll be run differently, you know, with a different party in, in charge. Mm.
0: Fascinating. I mean, I, I get what you're saying about young people be tuning out anyway, but I do think when it comes to things like racism and things of that nature, they always tune in. Like, there's young people now who don't give a fuck about politics who are posting about... The barges type thing, the barges barge,
1: not onion barge. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. I've yeah. seen, I've seen that. Yeah.
0: So there there is a door opening on that front, and obviously the upcoming generation are extremely progressive anyway. So it's like the Labour Party are in a sticky situation because Keir Starmer hasn't even said he wouldn't use the barges. He's criticised no. um, the Tories in their handling of. <clears throat> you know the the boats coming over but he hasn't actually said that he would stop what they're doing so he's playing kind of a game of two halves where he's in kind of semi-endorsing what they're doing it's just how they're doing it and they can't be trusted because they messed up before so we are seeing even a political the labor Party become right-wing now on immigration which is another fascinating dynamic because it means if they get in power what's going to happen because we know people want to stop the boats so what what do you think they would do if they got in power
1: well, look, you know, if well, it depends what government, if Labour win an outright majority, then, well, you know, God, we'll, we'll have to see, won't we? But if, you know, they're going to coalition with lib- Liberal Democrats, you know, you know, Ed Davies, not for closing the borders at all, more welcoming people in. Um, whether that's good or bad, you know, that depends on your view. So um, there you go. Look, I think... The shadow immigration minister was on television last week and he said the the Conservatives have left the country in so much of a mess that they'd continue using the barges until they could find a better solution or find some more money or something like that. In other words, just to rephrase what he said, we don't have any other idea um, because we don't have three brain cells to smash between us, so we can't think of any better suggestions. Um, just give us the keys to number 10 and we'll we'll figure it out somehow um is, is what he was trying to say in that sentence
0: blimey and that's that's the state of the pie it's like labor is shit vote for us we don't have many but you know labor is shit
1: <laughs> that's the
0: bottom line which is always a bad just kind of scene in politics no matter what you think of the opposition and stuff i mean yeah with diane abbott i mean she's just in the coffin for her really even more now with the whole antisemitism thing i mean there's no way back for her really is there
1: yeah, no, it's like Matt Hancock. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're both they're both done. Matt Hancock's trying to squeeze into television um with celebrity SAS Who Dares Wins and I'm a Celebrity and whatever. And Diane Abbott got kicked out of the Labour Party. There's no way back, um, for her really. Um Yeah, no.
0: And now yeah, now she's just done that stupid tweet.
1: And now she's done that, yeah.
0: And I, I mean I just don't understand. When she was writing that she thought you know, I'm not gonna have any backlash for this and then she posts it, deletes it straight away, trending. Just like, come on, use use a bit of brain cells. But I guess she maybe she's stressed out, I don't know. She's a human being, everyone makes mistakes, but
1: Everyone makes mistakes, whether that's posting on your official government Twitter <laughs> something that's ever so slightly controversial, I'm not sure.
0: Mm, yeah. It's it's pretty mad stuff. But Talking of mad stuff, so crazy story today, ladies and gentlemen. So, police in Oxford Street make arrests amid social media robbery campaigns. So, hundreds of teenagers—I would say thousands, but not hundreds—who actually done the robbing uh, gathered outside JD Sports in response to a Snapchat call to take part in a robbery. So, police have arrested five people and issued 24 dispersals orders after dozens of shoppers were locked inside the stores of London Oxford Street after warnings of a social media robbery campaign. Hundreds of teenagers gathered outside JD Sports on the capital's busiest shopping street in apparent response to widely shared posts on Snapchat and TikTok urging users to put, take part in the Oxford Circus JD robbery at 3pm. Just after 3pm, two young men were seized by police who were guarding the area in anticipation of trouble. Both men were detained outside Mac- Mackey's, <laughs> three doors of JD Sports. One of the young men was wearing a green hoodie, was detained by four officers, the other in a grey tracksuit. Classic. The, the incident promoted twitchy security guards at a number of nearby stores who were on alert of possibly shoplifting space and there were other places robbed. It's basically a little riot uh, and even when they tried to get arrested, they pulled them back. I mean, it was really kind of ugly scenes. So the four police officers on horseback briefly struggled to maintain order. As onlookers crowded the scene, the video incident on their phones... St- And minutes later, police chased another group of young men suspected of shoplifting, promoting another surge in young people to capture the scene on their phones. One man was searched by three officers and he lay on the pavement. Um, And it it was just basically absolute carnage of, you know, batons being thrown, people swinging, people trying to escape, people trying to steal. And it kind of summarises London, it really does, in a little nutshell. Kind of young kids wearing tracksuits, going about, robbing places, completely lawless fighting police like what are your thoughts
1: yeah um sort of crazy really um i i i i don't know what to say other than you know it's it was obviously very strange it's obviously shared around as a social media um campaign on on tiktok and snapchat i think was the other one if i got that correct um, but you know, well done to the Metropolitan Police for, um, for their work for not tolerating antisocial behaviour, um, dispersing crowds, and and reducing violence.
0: Um, what, what do you think of like we're like we're at a stage where just you know a massive amount of young people feel like it's okay just go in and rob a store. Like, what do you? Why do you think these young people actually did what they did? I mean, obviously they wanted to get free clothes, but more kind of nuance than that.
1: Well, I, I, honestly, uh, I haven't seen the campaign. I don't know if it was literally just a come rob the store with us or whether it was a message or something else. I, I, I haven't seen. Um, <sighs> there's loads of factors which contribute to behaviour. You know, I'm not about to go down the psychology and sociology uh, rabbit hole here about parenting and behavioural psychology. I'm not about to go down there. Um Obviously, that plays a part in in upbringing. Um, but more to the point, you know, there were loads and loads of people who who actually showed up and and um, took part. I don't understand why. Um. Uh, yeah, I I don't understand why. I don't know if it was a campaign just to just to go out there or whether it was a campaign for something else.
0: Yeah, it was it was literally just to rob rob the store. And I think like when you look at the scenes, it's just people wearing tracksuits, you know, hoodies, their little man bags all this stuff and it's a broader thing about the culture we're at with young people and I talk about culture quite a lot on the show because I think it's news and politics and culture and like I, we spoke about it last time but there is this culture now of the glorification of kind of being an idiot you know dressing late like kind of being lazy robbing get your knife out all this stuff like there is a culture of it and i think a lot of rap music not all rap music to make it but a lot of rap music does enforce this because when you when you see these scenes it's not like these people aren't idolizing a certain thing they're idolizing power they're idolizing wealth material items and it's very sad we live in a society where people are willing to like do terrible things to people just to acquire material wealth and why do they want material wealth it's because the icons they look up to tell them the material wealth is the end or be all and and you could also link that almost to the spiritual side of things where it's like we're in a society where no one's Christian. You speak to the average young person, they're not Christian. I know one person now who is a friend who's a Christian, not to be a Bible basher or anything, but if people don't have a higher authority above themselves and a higher purpose, they will just do things like this because why not? You know, if If you think that acquiring material items gives you status, gives you power, and it does to an extent, then why not just hurt someone else to to make that happen
1: yeah and uh, you know as you say that's why we need to have a serious look at um at at culture um in, in in the uk and at young people there's a section a subgroup of young people who are all about Doing the right thing and doing good things and social action and and that sort of thing. So I think there could be an open opportunity for DCMS, for other government departments to collaborate and work with actual young people who, you know, have have seen this firsthand. Um, And, you know, that's also, you know, the same reason why we need to build more deterrents, have more prisons, etc., etc., you know, fix our terrible justice system and um, actually, you know, have... Uh, a a strong a strong arm of the law essentially I,
0: I agree with you and usually i'm not a fan until we say that but i do feel like you know when you look at what happened with mizzy he went about he went to people's houses you know mizzy the tiktok guy i've seen
1: Absolute yeah yeah I know that and yeah. he
0: played victim when he got accused by pierce Morgan. <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah i've also seen that yeah oh. and you know he he summed up the, how weak the law was and let's say someone tackled him to the ground you know they would be the one arrested for hurting Mizzy heaven forbid someone hurts the perpetrator type thing and it's an narco tyranny I always speak about it. if someone comes in your house if you're at a shop and they're you know they're the criminal you attack them you hurt them then you're the one who could potentially be liable you're the one who they could potentially sue you you know all this bollocks I'm no expert in the law but I've seen endless cases of this in Yorkshire in pubs like loads of cases where people come in they're reckless they steal someone's seat they they push someone they do this to a woman or whatever someone retaliates and then they're the person who gets prosecuted we need to get back to society where people feel like if they step in they will be protected by the law because i know that if i saw this and i stepped in for instance like like and i hurt someone or whatever then there's a good chance something bad could happen to me through that because we live in that society where that's kind of normal almost so i think pushing on the law a lot more and like if you get caught with a knife you can't just be like we're going to take that away no something has to happen to you you know one month of community service something because it's not okay for young people to go around with knives is it
1: i you know i completely agree that you know you can l- just look online and see um someone given two months for chasing a kid down the road with a bat on and someone given X amount of years for something that seems less important um, or less major, rather. Um, yeah, again, it's it, it's a massive task to fix an entire system. Look, um, and, you know, we would all love an ideal world where everything runs really smoothly and everything runs really well. Not realistic, but the thing that we need to do is to give more deterrence whether that's increased fines increased community service build more prisons whatever it is because things are just going to happen again and again and again they're just going to get a whole lot worse um so we need more deterrence
0: i wouldn't even Um, i wouldn't even say deterrence for the sake of deterring people because i don't statistically i don't think deterrence actually work but we're in such a bad place with knife crime that like even if it does a short-term burst, it has to be done. We cannot have another situation where we have hundreds of young people robbing stores, we get people getting stabbed every day in London, we've got people stabbed where I live. I mean, it's just appalling. So in the short term, I think deterrents are a good thing, but long term, I completely disagree with you.
1: You Yeah, as I say, uh, it would be quite a mammoth task to just give a short-term notice to say, look, we're changing the law for this to be... The maximum you can do, or the minimum. Uh, obviously, that logistically wouldn't work. Um, so you need system overhaul, um, which is you know something we just don't have the logistics for. We don't have the 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 funding for. We don't have the the, the knowledge for. We don't you know. There's so much red tape across Parliament getting it through, getting things from the public to MPs through the Commons to the Lords to the monarch like oh you know there's there's so much red tape um i'm you know i i quite like the system it's very slow though that is the issue it's very very slow if someone has an idea it's going to take forever for it to become a thing and to change all the laws we already have would mean they have to go through another round of voting again and again and again and again again. um yeah it's slow
0: yeah yeah, there's definitely a gridlock in making change, but that does mean things like extremism and stuff does get filtered out, which is the pros and cons of living in the kind of the society, society we live in. But it's been a very short one, but I think we covered everything here. We spoke about Rishi Sunak, we spoke about Lee Anderson, the Tory party, a bit of Diane Abbott, and the Lawless Britain at the end. But thanks so much for watching, ladies and gentlemen, or listening wherever you are listening. It means so, so much. Do Share this with a friend or family member, I mean a lot, and I really appreciate it. We're getting a lot more people tuning in each week, which is fantastic to see. People week in, week out tuning in absolutely love it. If you disagree with everything I'm saying here, because I know there will be a lot of people listening, and be like, Oh, shut the fuck up, whatever, we need to do this, you know, very right wingers type thing. You know, even if you disagree with me, I appreciate you tuning in and listening to these conversations because my show is all about listening to people and I will give my honest take. If I think that something is what I think it is, which I think the rhetoric is <clears throat> right now, I think it's a bad thing. I don't, I don't like it. I don't know when Lee Anderson saying stuff like that. I will say it and if you disagree with me, so be it. I'm not here to people please. I'm not here to pander to anyone. I'm here to say what I think, give my take on news and build a community of like-minded people with those values not my views but just the like-minded values of having views but yeah thanks so much for coming on kjg we do appreciate it. where can people catch you or do you have like any last words
1: um not not really for once i uh i think i've said all um all i need to apart from resign the dean dorries do it now um and you can catch me on on most social medias, probably Instagram, and then you can find all my other ones uh, from there. It's at official.kjg.
0: Quality and link in description as well. But thanks so much for watching, ladies and gentlemen, listening. Do share it about, <coughs> it means so, so much. Give it the five stars if you're listening on Apple or Spotify if you enjoyed it, or if you hate me and my opinions, give it the one stars and write a horrible review about me. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Everyone, this is a long outro. But it's been an absolute pleasure. Love you all. It's a bye from me.
1: It's a bye from me. Peace.